It's Guild Ball Tonight, your independent source for Guild Ball news, information, and conversation. Episode 34 for March 22nd, 2016. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Guild Ball Tonight podcast. To a certain extent, a special episode of the Guild Ball Tonight podcast. In as much as we are going to... We're going to break with form a little bit this week and mostly just concentrate on two very busy weekends of events more than our our usual content but hopefully and here i thought you were going to say special because we both ride special little yellow buses <laughs> well you know i, th- I think uh <laughs> I, I think everybody already knew that so so that of course would be my uh my uh, my co-host Bill and champion of the Bourbon that, Trail Open 2016. That, according to uh, according to Matt, that would be Bill the Gutter Anderson. <laughs> Let it go. Hey, Let it go. I'm not the one that branded me with that name, but apparently I got to use it now. So. Okay, you know, you do you, Bill. So so yeah, so so Bill is a Bill is a winner that that we can uh, that we can confirm. And, uh, uh, so that I guess is the first event that we, uh, we should probably talk about is the, the, it left uh, you speechless. That's kind of impressive. Yeah. You know, uh, this is what happens when I have no notes. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) my notes were talk about Kentucky, talk about Orlando. There you go. So let's like talk it. about Kentucky. Well, actually, I guess we could we could start by uh, talking about the things that came before Kentucky because there was, of course, the big road trip. Yes, I think that beforehand. is a very good idea. So uh, yeah, so I uh, I, uh, I, I, I uh, <laughs> shot myself over to uh, Orlando on uh, on a Wednesday night. Picked up the uh, picked up the guys, and that would be Matt Rich and uh, Ronan, the uh, the videographer. And uh, from the always lovely Orlando Airport. Let me tell you something. Uh, man, that is that is an airport for the uh, for the uh, for the brave. Well, you so, get to dodge all the Mickey buses on the way in and out, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that. There's there's lots of there's lots of poorly driving tourists on the, and it's only it's like it's also like the only sort of like interstate adjacent airport entrance with a stoplight. I love that airport. <laughs> uh, so uh, picked them up. We drove back over to, to Armada here in Tampa and uh, the guys had the, uh, the occasion to, to play a couple games with the, with the locals and to be immediately impressed with the level of play uh, among uh, the U S crowd. I think maybe they were taking us a little bit for, for, uh, for suckers and then uh you think <laughs> I, I i believe somewhere along the way i'm hoping it was on one of the recordings where they actually admit yeah. that the u.s was better at playing than they expected <laughs> well you know and that's that's one of the things i'll, I'll say about the that armada, that armada gang is i think what people don't realize is that we've been playing this game as long as anybody here, right? I mean, like they started before retail release. Yeah. You know, we were still we were still playing with those, uh, with those guys paper no dolls joke. when when we all started playing down there. And I mean, 
at this point, one of the reasons I don't go down there and play is because they would just kick my ass. <laughs> Those guys are the real deal. So I, I, I got to admit, as much as I look forward to having beers with all of them when uh, the next time I run into them, I am not looking forward to the vengeance matches. Oh, yep, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, so down there, they, uh, they recorded uh, an episode of The Kickoff, which uh, came out, uh, I guess it came out last week. So yep. you can go and hear the interview that they had, which was, which sounded like a good time. I was, uh, I was and standing I out say, front with the smokers. And <laughs> oh, see, I, I'm very happy and have to say a, a nice thank you to Dan. Um, yeah. I, I think it was either Dan or Steve who, who made a point of pointing out that yes, I do regularly feel bad to be ignored as you know the lesser host of Guild Ball Tonight. <laughs> when they refer to Guild Ball tonight and I finally got my shout out on yeah. their show. So I'm, I'm good. Well, it's mostly because they just have so many more reasons to pick on me is basically what it comes down to. Like, That's true. Like, like the rest of the world, but, uh, especially those Australians, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but not without good reason. So yeah, so we, uh, we had a great time down there at Armada and then bright and early the next morning, we, uh, we piled into the rental van and uh, trucked our way up to uh, Atlanta, or I guess Marietta specifically, to uh, through the rush hour traffic of Atlanta, which is uh, always an experience, and um, found ourselves at Gigabytes Cafe, which okay, was... was- how right was I? Is that not a fantastic spot to game? That is, that's a really nice, it was a lot bigger than I, than I had been led to believe. I mean, that's a, that's a substantial game store in there. They, uh, it actually reminds me a lot in size, appearance, and vibe to a place we have down here in Sarasota called Dark Side Games, which is just kind of like a, a, a duplicate of that, that size of store, which is, just, it's really nice to walk into a store that's just got that comprehensive an inventory and, and like table space for like a hundred people to play games at the same time, and you know and we got I'll- in there and there were uh, a dozen games of Gilball going on. I mean, like those guys are, you know, they may be, you know, fresh out of the fresh out of the oven over there, but man, they're they're excited yeah. about Gilball. They are really excited. So that was another that was another good night. I uh, I didn't play with any of the locals. I ended up playing with Rich <laughs> of all people. <laughs> And uh, I got to tell you, so I had I brought with me this this weekend. I brought uh, or that weekend, I had brought butchers and fishermen because I just uh, usually I travel with those two teams, so I'm ready to give demos. Mm-hmm. And so I put butchers out on the table. Now I haven't played with butchers in quite a while. I've played against them more than with them over the years. Over the years, over the year, and. Uh, I tell you what, I was about halfway through that game with Rich, and I'm just I'm looking frantically through my cards. I'm looking through the cards, and I'm looking through the cards. I'm looking through the cards. I said, uh, "Rich, I was like, Rich, this team has no pushes," <laughs> and he's like, "No, they just kill you where you stand." And I'm like, "I can't do anything without pushes. <laughs> I, I need pushes, like, because I've been playing Brewers lately, right? Like, I'm used to I'm used to being able to have my will." And it's just that's a weird team to play. I never, I, I had never really put it together that that they just could not. Yeah, they can't make you go anywhere. They just have to go to you. No, they go to you and take you off the board. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing to be just smacking people for huge amounts of damage, but 
Yeah, it's it's no wonder I don't really play them very often because they're yeah. just not my kind of team. But we had a good time, and I inevitably lost. But not so, without putting up a fight. <laughs> we probably should mention um, Rich came over and was playing Engineers. Right. A Ballista-led Engineers. Yeah. Trying, trying to redeem Ballista's name. And uh, Matt was playing... I mean, Matt was playing a team that apparently embarrassed Loxham. Right? What was he calling it? The Attrishermen. Yes, indeed. The, the Attrishermen. Who are a... Um... Which, at one point, when I finally when I finally got to Kentucky and I was watching Matt play, Loxham was next to me, and Loxham just shook his head. From, it's, it's just disgusting. What he's doing to this team is disgusting. Right. So, yeah. So, so Matt's secret tech for the weekend was uh, Corsair Kraken Fangtooth. Siren uh, Jack. Siren Sakana. Sakana. Yep. And sometimes Jack. And yeah, that is just a miserable slog to, to run into. It's like if you go into the middle of the field, it's a tar pit. If you go to the outside, you're you're off the board. It's it is not an elegant fisherman team by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. There's a great write up for anybody who's looking for it. There's a great write up in the fisherman forum. I saw it today. Um, so the day we're recording, so anybody else should be able to find it, you know, a couple days from now when the, when the show goes up. Um, I, I believe the Colorado pundit was Mr. Brannon. Yeah. Uh, James. James. Brannon, yeah. Um, all this said, you know, the guy was posting from Colorado talking about the attrition and his thing was my local pundit got this team from Matt when he was in Kentucky for a tournament okay. and said, I should try it. <laughs> right? And it's this whole write up of his experience with it. And it is like, this is a new player fresh into fishing. Oh, why would they, why team. would they ruin a new player? Like <laughs> it's such a, it, it's such a great, it's a great write up. I, I really recommend people go read it because yeah. you, you, you will, you'll just cringe at this team. So what, what I, what I will say for that team is that it does show, Sort of the flexibility that's that's available, especially with the new captains. Oh yeah. But at the same time, you have to say that it it wasn't like it was playing a team that wasn't fishermen. Like I mean, it's still it's still a fisherman team. They're still doing yeah, some fisherman yeah. things. It's just very unconventional. Okay, I don't know because. Well, when when Corsair pops his legendary, they're all kicking goals just like any other fisherman team. To be fair, Matt was very excited to hear that I was going to mention this on the podcast. I don't know if I can say they played like fishermen when I watched Sakana run down the field into the opponent's goal zone and then basically just kill the ball and leave it sitting on the field. I mean, looked at the goal and went, yeah, I don't need to score. I'm just going to keep beating people down while he clocks out. Well, okay, Matt wasn't playing them like fishermen in some cases. But when you have when you have Corsair and Sakana on the field and access to one legged stance, it's still a team that's it's probably oh, scoring score two like goals. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's 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 an interesting team. It's not a fun team. <laughs> but it's Yo, uh, there was some there were some frustrated players. Yeah. Uh, so. so now uh 
how excited? I mean, you were actually there on the road trip up. Mm-hmm. There, there is now a swath along this Highway 75 mm-hmm. of random, unreleased, nobody taking pictures of their stat cards, scalpels, and fillets. Yeah. Up and down the highway. Yeah, I mean they they had uh, they had those three captains with them, and they were being very generous with the. Uh, the people at the the various stores that we visited so that was uh i did i did manage to, to see the the final versions of of those cards at one point and they uh and and the figures and i gotta tell you smoke is oh, like as smoke. ambitious as that miniature them. looks as a render that miniature is is just really slick uh, in, just, they, in real life they must have been out of smokes by the time they got to Kentucky because <laughs> i never saw it it's, it's so, possible, but uh, but I mean, I mean, how that was that was very cool. How was it received in the stores where people, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm a little jealous. I managed to not, uh, I managed to not, <laughs> to not get any along the way. Too busy, uh, too busy schmoozing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But they, so, uh, I will have to wait to paint mine. Now we should applaud every one of those players at this point who has been sitting on their unreleased captain and has not yet posted a picture on the internet because yeah, i haven't guys seen are doing one a on great the internet of, those guys are doing a great job of like keeping in the spirit of the uh right of the request there so all right so then we went to uh, so what we went to gigabytes then we we finished our trip up to kentucky and i have to say along the way we we did make sure that uh that the the, the englishman saw only the best of america <laughs> We uh, oh, you sent them through the biggest white trash areas I think I've ever seen. <laughs> we we enjoyed uh, we enjoyed such uh, American treats as uh, Cracker Barrel. And... Phil, you you brought them to the Beef Jerky Depot <laughs> or headquarters, Beef Jerky headquarters. Yeah, you know we we we, we took them to a Walmart, <laughs> Sonic. We took them to a Sonic for corn dogs. They had never had corn dogs. What a travesty is that? Oh. We uh, we had barbecue. We had Waffle House. Now, to be fair, Rich Loxham fell in love with uh, with uh, Arnold Palmer's. Uh, yeah, from, Arnold Palmer's uh, from Chick Fil A. From Chick Fil A. <laughs> so really, so basically, so our our tour of America basically consisted of going to some of the worst places to get food in America. <laughs> But also the best places to get food in America. So, so my wife and I, as we were driving to Kentucky, were watching your Twitter feed for the road trip. Yeah. And at one point, I don't know who she pulled aside, but at one point during the week, my wife pulled aside either Loxham or Matt and said, "Listen, if you come to DC, we'll take you to places that won't scare you." <laughs> And show you the more civilized parts of the United States. No, that's not what anybody wanted to see. We were going we were going to roadside tourist trap gas stations in the middle of Florida where they have stuffed alligators and uh you know, tacky souvenirs and uh where you can pick oranges from bins next to the gas pump to take home. All right. That's where we were going. That's America. Oh. So and and uh, they did get an experience. I will say exactly, that. exactly. And but we did not get those oranges because really oranges <laughs> next to the gas pump cannot be good for your health. So 
And of course, down here with all the citrus grinning, I don't think any oranges are good for your health anymore. Yeah, right, right. But <laughs> so yeah, so that was uh, that was the trip up, and then what? Uh, that's about the time you showed up, and <laughs> yeah, I showed up for barbecue. You which, showed up uh, for barbecue. I, I can't say it was as good as Memphis barbecue, but uh, Kentucky yeah. barbecue is not not bad. Well, I mean, you know, they are none of them are Texas, but. Uh, I, you know what? I got to agree with yeah. you there. I may not agree with you on much, but that one I agree with you on. <laughs> well, we won't have to. We won't have to duel next time we meet. At that rate. So, uh, yeah. So then, uh, so then we had a tournament. So, you know, all the fun was over. And then we had a tournament, right? Well, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> for some people, the fun ended with the tournament. For some people, the fun started oh, with the tournament. Okay. Well, so I had a lot of fun at the tournament. Oh, I had a, I had a I had a blast. I just didn't I just didn't play. <laughs> right, right. Well, because I, there wasn't an odd number of people. I said going in, if there's an odd number of people, <laughs> I'm going to play. If there's not, you know, I'll. Uh, so I will. You know, we social. we have to give kudos to uh, Tate, right? Yeah. Oh, and, Jason um, Tate. Um, did, did yeah, Jason Tate, work. the uh, pundit who put this on. I, I mean, twenty six people. 26 players on the mm-hmm. day showed up largest tournament. So it's largest single tournament so far in the U S right. Right. Um, even the St. Louis open was divided into two sets of 24. Right. We had, yeah. 24 right. over um, two groups. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Philly was 24 all mm-hmm. in one set. This was 26. So that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, real interesting distribution. I want to say, of the 26, I think seven or eight were morticians. And yeah. uh, originally, there was almost an equal number of alchemists, and then a bunch of the alchemists on the day defected to other uh, to other guilds. Yeah, even even Michael Midas Rivero, for some weird weird yeah. reason, played Union, which because they're better. But... <sighs> No, because I, you know, he went right back to his his alchemist the next weekend and did pretty good with him. So, so amusingly, I mean, I I say they're better, but apparently, statistics actually points out that Union is better if you go read uh, Ben Malden's. uh, Yeah, 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 they're really good articles. Cheaters, basically, is what it comes down to. (laughs) I I think so. I mean, they're broken. I mean, clearly, no, really good uh, article for people. It's Harry the Hat. Harry the Hat is the key (laughs) to their success. I don't know. I could put him in instead of snakeskin next time. I mean, I didn't put her on the field. If he's in my eight, does it count as winning with Harry? Uh, <laughs> or do I actually have to play him? I don't know. We'll have to get the lawyer's guild <laughs> on that. So, so yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. I, there were a lot of morticians, which just kind of makes me glad I didn't play. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, and then you ended up you ended up squaring off with. Two probably two of the best morticians uh, on on the on the day. Um, and, and, I would and happen to play say both that. Uh, Steve Jones, local favorite, and uh, Tony. Tony, who was who was uh, doing some doing some fine work with his morticians through the the course of the event as well. So, uh, you know, I guess that makes it. Uh, Makes it, uh, you know, you can you can hang your hat on having to go through some some tough competition. You know, it's definitely not a cakewalk. Well, all day, I mean, all day, I didn't really have a cakewalk. I think my even my first game, I, this, I will say this: the scores on the day 
did not represent the level of challenge. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, I mean, when you look at, you know, even my 12-0, my 12-4s, I, so later in the day I played Dan Donaldson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember if I mentioned this. Um, I, I know you have a couple of interviews to to drop in, right? I don't know if I mentioned this the ones that worked or not. Yeah, the ones that <laughs> we had. Some, I had some 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 real audio issues, so we'll see which audio files <laughs> I managed to salvage. My but. round four against Dan. First, I heard Brewers were coming up, and I'm like, I know he's one of the Tampa guys. I know he's on TKO. I I think he's a really good player, but it's Brewers, right? I I don't. I've played Brewers a lot. I probably have 60, 65 plus games in with Brewers at this point. And I know that I don't get them when I play them, but I know how to play against them. I don't usually get challenged by them. Oh my God. Dan, Dan had me sweating so much. And this is what I mean. Like, like my game against Dan was ended up 12, four to me. And this is what I mean by the, the point total not representing the the intensity of the game. I was sweating this game to the point I'm watching his brewers start to just grind my team down where I know this game is going to tip and it's going to be irrecoverable. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go on a run and just crush me. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, solve this puzzle of how to win this game before the whole game tips over. Right. And I was so into the game that at the final play of the game, I had killed one model, took my took my momentum, but I had forgotten to tally my two points. He had tallied my two points. We, you know, had you stopped me at that point and had I done the quick calculation, I would have said, yeah, I'm at 10. But mentally, I was still at eight points. And I charge with rage, I get in on this model, I roll the charge attack, and Dan goes to pick up his model. Right? Because I had the I had the successes to do enough damage to kill the model. And I, I literally looked at him and went, whoa, 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 don't pick your model up. I'm not going to do max damage. I need to do this and this, and I'm going to do this less damage so that I can generate some more momentum, because I need momentum to get the next turn. And I'm talking out loud, and he looks at me, he goes, Bill... You killed him. You win. You're at 10. And I went, no, I'm not. He goes, you're at 10. (laughs) And I had to stop it. He's like, you killed this other model just now. And I was like, oh, crap. Dude, I'm so sorry. I, I was so worried about the next turn. That I had even missed the fact that the game was over. (laughs) Well, you know, ironically, the last time I played Dan... I had kind of the same situation, only I didn't win the game because I was on 10, but I thought I needed to score a goal. So I was doing all this convoluted stuff with Blackheart that just didn't work out. Yep. And then he, he's like, well, why didn't you just why didn't you just kill Princess? And I'm like, uh, well, I needed four <laughs> points. And he's like, no, man, you had 10 points. Why didn't you just kill Princess? Because I had like, you know, four or five influence on Blackheart standing next to a badly wounded Princess. And it was like... Oh. He's like, the game was over. Why do you do? It's like, well, uh, I, I wanted to get three goals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the answer is not going to be, I'm just a worthless incompetent. The answer is going to be, right. I had decided I was going <laughs> to win this game with three goals or I just wasn't going to win it. You know. So, yeah, I mean, all day it was great competition, great games. Um, 
I think the the guy I feel the guy I feel worse for uh, my second round, Chris Schlegel. I I went into the second round. You know, he he's coming out of the first round on a win. I'm on a win. We're both sort of down towards the bottom of the winner's bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we're sitting on figure going into going into round two. We're sitting on table three, and the winner's bracket is I think maxing out at table six or somewhere in there like that. Right mm-hmm. before the before the play down, so so we're down a little ways, and we start playing. He sets up his team, and I look, and it was the only time of the day that I went, okay, don't get too confident, but this may go well, because he set up a team that I have faced a lot at home, and it's a team that has evolved, and he set up sort of the first evolution of the team that one of my locals, Maurice, who's been on the show to talk about how to beat fish because he plays fish so well Maurice had started with and I sort of went oh my god I know how to pick this team apart okay hold it together don't screw up like just play through the game and uh and that ended up being you know the 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 things went well the roles on both sides went in my way and it just you know things tipped over towards me um but uh but yeah great great games during the day Mm-hmm. so uh yeah and, uh, the the other big questions that i have gotten okay i can't remember all the all the all the teams that i faced uh and i haven't done a, a real tournament report yet uh my rounds were josh bradford playing fish on round one um my fish lineup for the day with union was blackheart coin minx Rage, Decimate, Mist. Uh, same lineup going into round two, which was also against Fish. Uh, both of those games were two goals, two takeouts. Um, actually had... So in my first game, Mist nailed both the goals cleanly. It was good. Rage and Decimate. I mean, Decimate went on a tear. Um th- between Decimate and Mist, they were my MVPs all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second round game, again, it was two and two. Decimate actually scored a goal in that game, so clearly stepped up to be the MVP. Round three, I ended up facing the um, <clears throat> infamous Steve Jones. <laughs> I actually told him at the end of the game, he was, he was one of the guys I was actually worried about facing through mm-hmm. the day. Um, against Morticians, I swapped Minx out for... Um, minx out for Fangtooth. And that was really just to have the extra knockdown in my list. Because I think getting knocked down in against uh, against Morticians is a good choice as opposed to having the, uh, the free charge. I'm not sure that Minx can add enough damage against the Morticians to actually be able to swing the game where I think Fangtooth can. Uh, my round four against Dan with his Brewers. Fangtooth went in instead of Minx again. Fangtooth is really a go-to for me whenever I play Brewers, because Brewers do... In my experience, Brewers still have a hard time dealing with somebody pushing Knockdown back at them. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, Esters, people that are playing Esters now can uh, can definitely beef up. Um, and then my final round was Morticians again. This list I remember vividly. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? um, really, really intense game. I mean, mm-hmm. even my wife said like she didn't want to come talk to me during the game because I was so, you know, the two of us were so intense on the game. Uh, his lineup was Obulus, Dirge, Silence, Casket, Gast, and Mist. Um, final play of the game was was a thing of beauty. Part of the claim is that he could have loaded up Obulus. Effectively, there was there was a a building, right? Whatever obstruction or whatever that is, the ones that block line of sight and everything else uh, on the board, which was a giant fish. The board <laughs> looked like the deck of a ship, mm-hmm. um, which made it a little tough to roll on. But overall, was a very cool board to play on. Yeah, that and was then made there were... by uh, Zach Stein, actually, one of the. Uh... Okay. The guys who frequents the uh, the forums and yeah. uh, works on the um, the Parting Blow uh, blog with uh, with uh, Tate. Oh, sweet! So yeah, sweet. that was his creation. It was a, yeah, it was a, it was a really cool board. I liked it. Yeah, a lot. it was a cool board. Like the only thing the only thing on it was the um, the boards. That the only thing that was a little bit difficult is the boards that made the planks of the ship were a little bouncy when you roll dice on mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. and then would catch the edge of dice every once in a while. But yeah. nothing you couldn't work around. And it was, you know, there was a giant fish as an obstruction that would block <laughs> on a site and provide one inch around it cover. And then there was a bunch of crates sort of like you were playing on the deck of a ship. Mm-hmm. And um, the final play of the game, we we're both at eight up close to his goal casket and ghast and decimate and blackheart are all sort of congregated around uh he had gotten earlier in the game had gotten four points by putting fangtooth in the in the casket so fangtooth had just come back on the board uh both of our mists were in a mist off uh, over on one side of the board the turn before, and his mist had actually left and run over towards my goal to be on the other side of some crates in cover there. Dirge was still engaged with my mist on the left, my left-hand side of the board, um, and Dirge was holding the ball. So, you know, was a little worried about me tackling the ball if he walked away. Um, you know, wasn't sure what was going to happen there. And then... Uh, he, the, what he ended up doing was, I think he put four influence on Obulus, um, had put influence out the rest of the board. He flew Dirge. I missed the tackle. He was able to get Dirge all the way, uh, the full distance down next to his mist. He dropped the ball and had his mist pick it up. That gave me just the right angle to do where'd they go with my mist charge his mist because I had a line of sight where I was able to see his mist charge his mist tackle the ball off of his um, tackle the ball and do a one inch dodge off of my charge because he was in cover which gave me nine dice and then boot the ball as far back towards his goal as I could all the way up the field into the open Mm-hmm. Uh, he responded by bringing Gast over, tried to beat up Decimate a little bit. I responded, and the key here was Mist ended his activation as I went on to Clocked Out. And at that point, on the clock, I activated Blackheart, two-inch Shadow-like, and a sprint was able to get me 
to the ball across dif- across difficult terrain to the ball and far enough around where I could take the uh, take the goal shot, which mm-hmm. went in to win me the game. Um, one of the one of the claims was that had he put eight influence onto Obulus with where Obulus was on the final turn and then sprinted Obulus across, he could have been both in range of the bird and the goal. Uh, puppet mastered the bird, passed the ball, hope it scattered onto him, picked the ball up, and uh, and then try to make the goal. One of the things, you know, it's tough. It's easier when you're looking at a game not in the game to know the right things to do. To give Tony some credit, one, I'm not sure Dirge could have actually... Yeah, I'm not sure he could have gotten Obulus close enough. I think he could get within eight, but I don't think he could have gotten him close enough to actually do the full pass with the ball. The other side is I'm not sure he actually had line of sight through the through the obstruction, through the big fish, mm-hmm. which would have been a weird one. But I do agree, you know, that that is a viable play to try. And had he been able to get it, he definitely would have had the game right there. I mean, it, it was a nail biter at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Casket and Gas, they are a nightmare to beat your way through. <laughs> Just a nightmare to beat your way through. <laughs> yeah, that is the Brute Squad. So. That is the, and then, of course, you threw Fangtooth right into that mess, and, and nobody was going anywhere. Oh, well, that was the thing, is I had to lock it down, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, my choice was let him run rampant and pick, and pick his fights or give up a model. Knowing it's going to take him, I mean, it took him three turns to beat Fangtooth down to where he could casket him. But I really don't, for me, I didn't want to leave that casket running around the board unaccounted for. Because that extra two points of a swing later in the game, I think is far more dangerous than just letting him beat through a model and then get the get the four-point takeout mm-hmm. earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, um... Two two goals, two takeouts in every one of my five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it was uh, it was a long day. I mean, I will say putting putting five rounds of Guild Ball into one day event is uh, has got to be very draining for 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 actually yep. playing the game. That's got to be a that has got to be some 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 kind of uh, a strain especially at the that the on those top tables i mean i know that you and you and tony both looked like you were about done <laughs> about halfway through that game it was just uh just very mechanical at that point yes and i think that that mechanical i really think the the stamina you need on a five round tournament mm mm-hmm. It, that stamina comes into it as much in that final game mm-hmm. as actual player skill. Sure. So, so I want to get your feedback on what you saw during the day because you walked around and watched a lot more games than mm-hmm. what I saw. Mm-hmm. But before that, we I, I do want to mention Mr. Brad Moreland, mm-hmm. who I have to say I have been in several tournaments with him. He's a really good butcher player. However, he got to play Matt and Loxum back-to-back and beat them both. <laughs> yes, he did. So, when Ox gets nerfed, <laughs> like the Union has They already nerfed, killed him. <laughs> <laughs> what more can they do to the poor guy? <laughs> well, I, I don't know, but I'm telling you, after that, after he beat both of them, I think Ox might be in for some more. <laughs> oh, poor Ox. Poor Ox. Uh, 
yeah, poor Brad came away. That was he. He walked up to me at one point. He was like, "I think I just got my team nerfed." <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, I couldn't be that sympathetic because I said, "Yeah, welcome to the club." No, they're gonna be they're gonna be too busy arguing over the attritionman, <laughs> I think, to to notice what uh, one lone uh, butcher's player did. Exactly. So uh, so so, what was your take on the day? What did you see that were uh, big highlights? No, I mean it was it was a very interesting crowd because it was a it, it was a group who had come together from from a lot of different a lot of different places and a lot of different skill levels and I mean you know one thing that I mostly see down here in our kind of uh, you know uh, insular community is is a, is a you know sort of a, a consistency in. In, in certain aspects of style of play and, and ability and just overall vibe. And when you get people who are coming together from, from different geographic areas and different levels of experience with the game. I mean, there was a guy in the, in the tournament who was playing only his second game ever at the beginning of the day. Uh, and, and, you know, several other players who hadn't played, much more than that, but you know, everybody was very enthusiastic and wanted to be involved and wanted to play. And so there, there was definitely a, there, there was definitely a real spread in, in sort of what people knew about the game. I mean, Jason and, and to a lesser extent myself were being pulled in to do to do a lot of rules questions, um, and. You know, so so there was a. Uh, I think that you know, for for a lot of people, there was some 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 good learning happening as well as as well as playing a game, and that's that's good. You know, I think that uh, an environment like that is good to to sort of get some indoctrination into into the game and to sort of see what what the game is really like. I think to to even just stand around at a tournament, you you really get a feel for sort of the pace of the game and for the, the intensity that the game can reach without it being necessarily ugly. I mean, there's, there, you know, there's, you know, you can be intense and not be, uh, you know, jerky, right? So, (laughs) you know, not saying that, not saying that you get a feel for, for the intensity in a negative way, just a feel for, for the fact that, you know, this is, you know, for, for some people, this is serious business. Well, in intense, I don't think intensity is always bad, right? right. Intensity can turn bad, but mm-hmm. I, like I said, I enjoyed every one of my games. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I came out of there very positive on all of my opponents. I had you know five fantastic opponents. The tables around me mm-hmm. all seemed really uh, positive. Uh, but yeah, some really intense games, some really serious get down and play right. type of games. Now we did. There were some some pace issues, especially with the newer players, and then I mean. You know, we'll kind of get back to that as a contrast when when I talk about uh, the next weekend at Crucible. Yep. But so I mean, and then that certainly I think didn't necessarily help with the the long day either. But um, no, I think that it was a there, there was a good there was a good vibe. A lot of you know a lot of people getting to you know meet people that they had never that they had never met before and. You know, getting to meet people that they had only known from online. I mean, there's there's a ton of guys there who I've talked to on Twitter, you know, a hundred times and never actually, uh, you know, interacted with in in person. So that was that was cool to get to meet people like that. And uh, no, I thought that it was uh, it, it was a good group of guys and uh, a good afternoon. And the uh, 
you know, the store was uh, was nice and very welcoming, and they uh, they're very proud of their L8 soda. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't try it. I I wish I had. Yeah. You know. No, apparently that's a Kentucky thing. Back to our this trip is all about food. Yep. Uh, it was it was okay. It was like this weird combination of like ginger ale and Mountain Dew, and it was uh, it was good. It was good. I mean, I uh, you know I'm still more of a ginger beer guy than a ginger ale guy, but uh, it was definitely good. If I'm ever in Lexington again, and uh, I'd say that there's probably a a fair chance of that happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, next year about the same time. Yeah, next year about the same time. <laughs> I think uh, I think I will uh, I will be having some more of that uh, of that soda. So <laughs> so yeah. So no, I thought it was a I thought it was a really nice event. You know, Jason did a did a great job of pulling the, pulling everybody together and keeping them keeping them on on point to the to the best extent that you know hurting twenty six cats can can accomplish. And uh, good time was had by all, or at least I hope so. Yeah. Tate would have to tell us if he's heard any negatives, but uh, <laughs> as far as I've heard, everything was good. Good, good. And uh, and also amusingly, uh, Matt and Loxham are now ranked in the uh, Guildhall rankings. Oh, well, that's uh, that's good. Thanks to the Bourbon Trail Open. That's good. It's also uh, interesting that I think they both went like what two and three. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe well, not ranked as highly as they would like. Thanks now, to the Bourbon now Trail this Open. Is, this is where we have to give Loxham some serious. Serious, serious kudos. Mm-hmm. Locks. How do I say this politely? We're giving Locks some kudos, and one of the two creators of Guild Ball played five rounds. The <laughs> other one only played four and was a little tired to play the fifth round. Yeah. Well, it's because he was playing the Attrishman, which is <laughs> the, one of the most draining teams for both sides of the ball in the game. See, and here I thought it was because he said he wanted to watch the final table. No, no, no. I think, I think, uh, I think we know the real reason. So yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So no, good event, good event. And then we went and had uh we went and had a really nice steak. <laughs> yeah. You know, enough of the, enough place. of this garbage fair food that we'd been eating <laughs> the rest of the trip. We went to a really nice steakhouse. And uh ate like uh ate like kings. So it's all good, all good times. And then the uh the next day you drove home and I drove to a distillery. Because that's uh, that's what you do. I was going to say, it seems like I got the worst end of that yeah, deal yeah, somehow. Yeah. Huh? No, no gun shooting, no distillery. Yeah. Now I, I missed the gun shooting though. I mean, I saw the pictures of it later. But uh, honestly, uh, if I had to miss anything from the weekend, that's what I would have <laughs> wanted to miss anyway. Because a little scary there. But uh, we uh, no, we had a we had a good trip, and then the uh, the guys were off to uh, Gamma. And uh, spent the rest of the week in in Vegas, as we saw in the uh, Steamforge news. Then I guess they uh, they got home this morning, and I'm sure uh, promptly went to bed. And we will see them probably Thursday, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that everybody had a a good a good time on that trip, and uh, that uh, I know I did. It was a uh, it was a a fun. Uh, 28 hours of driving, as fun as 28 hours of driving can be. And uh, 
the the detours around the rock slides only offered us the opportunity to stop at a at a very rustic liquor store along the way. So, <laughs> well, that sounds like it's a a definite plus. There, yeah, exactly. Right? So we uh, no, it was uh, it was a good time. It was a good time, definitely. So then, so, so then, Phil, tell me about cru- so crucible. 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 So the very next week, I had to uh, to to get back to Orlando, which. Going to Orlando on consecutive weeks is a shockingly normal occurrence in my life, but usually <laughs> not by myself. And um, so I was running the the Guild Ball event at uh, Crucible 2016 over in over in Orlando. Now Crucible is is kind of our uh, it's it's Florida's mostly non-historical convention of note you know we've got uh huracan and recon which are much more uh historical gaming focused and then um you know crucible really picks up most of the most of the like war machine and and 40k crowd and it's actually a a play-in for one of the big war machine events apparently Eh, i don't know and um (laughs) So it, uh, you know, so there was a, it was a, it was a very big room and a very, uh, a very noisy room with lots of, lots of nerds playing lots of games. But, uh, nonetheless, Guild Ball had a, uh, we had an excellent showing. You know, I, I, uh, I was a little worried at one point that we weren't going to fill out. And as it was, I ended up with a waiting list on the day of the event. So we, we filled our 16 seats and we gave away a lot of stuff (laughs) and, uh, that's awesome. We got our we got our our uh, our tournament in, and uh, and you it had went an incredible very spread of teams. I, I mean, I, I look through the the people that played. I, I don't think I think the most represented teams were only represented with three players. Right, we had three fish players. I think two butchers, two union, and then like one of everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, we had a we had a really good spread on the day, and. Uh, uh, really 16, you know, experienced players. You know, this was a little bit different than what we saw at Bourbon Trail. This was this was 16 guys. Uh, really, all the everybody who made it into the, that 16 was pretty much out of either Tampa or Jacksonville. And uh, those two groups who frequently cross-pollinate down at the, the monthly Armada events, uh, those guys know how to tournament. You know, these are not uh, these were not people having their second game of Guild Ball ever, right? Uh, like I was, I was watching these guys play, and I was just like, I don't want to get mixed up in this because they're like they're machines. Like they were tapping those clocks back and forth and back and forth. And we got honestly, we started that tournament at nine a.m. and we were done at five thirty. And that's four rounds. four rounds. I mean, I mean, just efficient, and that was with an hour lunch break too. So wow, I mean. These kids are real efficient down here. They they know how to play them some kill ball, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we only had two games the entire day that went to death clock, and I think even then only like two victory points scored on death clock, so it wasn't like it drug out. Um, you know, these, these what this was uh, this was watching kind of professionals play the game, and it was it was kind of cool. You know, I mean. You know, Loxham, Loxham said, you know, that he was impressed with the kind of the, the standard of play. And sometimes I think I forget that we've been playing this game as long as anybody else here in Florida. And 
maybe we are pretty good at it. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I was really, you know, really impressed with everybody here this weekend. I mean, it was, there were some good games going on and some, some, some really, some really good play happening. And, uh, you know, in the end we had uh, another union team, uh, rise to the top and win a, a consecutive weekend in the U.S. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, Josue Ramos, who also won the very first Guild Ball tournament in the U.S. Uh, so he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a good union coach. And, uh, you know, he doesn't, uh, doesn't pop up on, on TKO or anything. So maybe he's not as, as well known in the, the social circles as those other guys. But he's, he's, he's quality. He's, he's a very good player. And, uh, you know, it came down to, to he and Dan at the end of the day, and they, they played a, a real a real beater of a game. You know, Dan had a couple of games that that really were, uh, you know, nail biters, and uh, I think that guy was just, just tired at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, no, we had, a, we had a really good, really good event. I mean, I think it ran about as smooth as silk. It was... Uh, you know, it was the first tournament that I had actually run myself, and I have to say that uh, you know when you've got when you got players like that, they they kind of make it easy on you. So it was uh, it was a great experience, and uh, you know I do want to to once again uh, take the opportunity because I gave away a lot of stuff, and that was because of Steamforge Games, uh, Care Multicase, uh, uh, Broken Egg Games, Armada Games. And uh, Muse on Minis all really, really stepped up to give me give me things to give to people, which is fantastic. Yeah, and uh, you know we were giving away starter boxes, we were giving away uh, carrying cases, we were giving away templates, we were giving away gift certificates. We, were, you know, uh, we had some of the Broken Eggs new uh, new uh, neoprene terrain to throw around. It was. Uh, Lots of lots of good stuff. So I appreciate all the help from all of those people. I appreciate the uh, uh, Crucible coming to us and wanting to wanting to involve our game in their event. That was uh, you know, and we we did our best. You know, we had more uh, we had more players show up than than some other games. <laughs> so you know, we we tried to have a good showing. And I know that the the guys over in the vendor hall were were moving some guild ball. That was uh, that was great. You know, I. I ran three demos. Uh, the I know that Armada Games was running demos constantly. Uh, the whole four days of the the event, they ran you know dozens of demos. I think, and uh, awesome. just trying to bring just trying to bring people into the game. And uh, you know, yeah, I think uh, I think Crucible is definitely uh, you know I have to notch that one up as a uh, a, a very good uh, event and a very good experience. And I. You know, next year uh, let's do thirty-two. <laughs> we need to, we need some more locals and maybe some people to travel. But we'll, uh, you know, let's do thirty-two next year. Make it a, make it a two-day. Yeah. I don't want to do a one-day five-round event. <laughs> so. So um, you sat with Tate through most of the day, watched the Bourbon Trail open, and mm-hmm. then um, TO'd mm-hmm. Crucible. Mm-hmm. What, what were the two? most common rules queries you got across the both weekends like if you were to total up all the all the tos because it sounds like there wasn't many at crucible and there was more 
at uh, Bourbon yeah, Trail. I think I, had, I think I had three total rules questions at, at Crucible. Um, the ones that the ones that came up a few times were. Um, in a lot of cases, the timings of things, you know, like what happens when, you know, it's not so much a, a question of whether a thing is going to happen, but it, it's more like, well, what happens when this thing says this and then this thing says that, right? So it's like, right. you know, it, do you do you move before the ball gets uh, uh, placed uh after a takeout kind of a thing you know um and to that end you know there's uh you know i think some 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 timing charts might be uh might be a very nice uh, help for this game uh yeah we had that you know there was a couple little thing a couple little interactions with plot cards uh that really stood out you know uh using the uh the free counterattack plot card uh after somebody counterattacked you you know how does that work kind of a situation mm. right you know you know still can't counterattack counterattack guys um but you know so just little things like that that maybe don't come up a lot or maybe are counterintuitive um you know i really feel like the core rules for the most part are, are pretty well pretty well established it's it's going to be mostly uh you know, just seeing little things that maybe people don't quite remember at this point, you know, because it is, it right. can be, while, while the game is, is very simple on the surface, I think that there are, uh, there's just so many complexities of interaction that, you, you know, we still see, we still see things that we need clarified, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, does a, does a down player still count for intervening? Does a, uh, does unpredictable movement still happen when you are uh, when you're knocked, knocked down? down? You know these the, these sort of questions where maybe the the simulationist and the the rules sort of counteract each other. You know, where the thing that seems intuitive, well, your guy's on the ground. You know, he can't do X, Y, or Z. Don't sort of fit with the rules that say, yeah, the guys who are on the ground still do X, Y, Z. Right. So, and that's, you know, again, that's an issue of expectations more than an issue of, of, uh, unclarity in the rules, I think. So that's the sort of things that, that you, that I think we're still seeing a lot is just places where the rules maybe, where people maybe are playing the game to, to meet their, their sort of preconceived ideas of what reality should be. And and maybe haven't read the rules close enough to to pick up on where those two diverge. Yeah, I mean that's what it, I used to always you know have comments when people would go, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, it, it, things wouldn't happen that way, really. And exactly, you know, exactly, I, I'm right up there with saying, get your reality out of my miniature game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. So it was. Uh... Two uh two weekends of, of tournamenting and now I think uh So are you tournamented out? I, I think I'm tournamented out for a little bit. We'll see uh See and, 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 and that's why... saying something since I was basically just standing there for two weeks, right? Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is why you and I do good as as co hosts on a podcast <laughs> because I came back 
and uh, was like, okay, I'm ready for the next tournament. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let me look at my calendar, see if I can stack it up. My wife was like, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I talk a good game, but if there was a, if there was another tournament this weekend and, and I could get to it, I'd be there. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. it's like I say I'm not going to Gen Con, you know. Yeah. I, talk to me in August, right? <laughs> well, at Gen Con? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk to you at Gen Con, exactly. So, we'll see. You know, I may need floor space, but, you know, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll figure that out. So, yeah. Now, I am geared up. I'm I'm excited for for getting to Adepticon, playing in the Sunday tournament Adepticon. I'm really just playing a whole bunch of Guild Ball and other games Mm -hmm. and getting some good Chicago food. Yeah, it might be uh, it might be a little bit better than the the greasy spoons that we were eating, but we were sort of on a very specific mission, I think. <laughs> yes, because I try to go to all the high class greasy spoons. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm just showing people Waffle House. Like, here's uh, an institution. Look upon it with awe. I like Waffle House. Oh, I know. I love Waffle House. I like Waffle Waffle House, Krispy Kreme. I'm up here in New England this week, and I am all, you know, there's no Krispy Kremes up here. Mm. I got to go to Dunkin' Donuts, which, you know, while I grew up with Dunkin' Donuts, it's not fresh Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, man. Hot now. If you don't don't know, if the words hot now don't make you salivate, you've not had donuts. Let's just leave it at that. You know, and I, I and there was a point of time I would have argued with you about that. I can't anymore because <laughs> I've been schooled. Yes, yes, those, uh, are, those are some serious donuts. The only be- there, there's only there's one donut who's better. Speaking of carnival food, there's one donut that's better than Krispy Kreme, and that's that at the state fair down here. There's like this Amish donut tent that pops up every year and i don't know if they're really amish or if they just like <laughs> if it's just amish drag but these guys make some donuts that are like they're as big as your head and they taste like oh heaven. my yeah they that's that's like that's that's like the gourmet donut but if you can't get you know plant city strawberry festival amish donut uh, Krispy Kreme is a, is a really good option, <laughs> but but only when they're fresh. Only when they're fresh, right? Right. Well, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. It's got it's got to be hot now, or it's just not done. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, all right. This 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 podcast is making me really hungry tonight. <laughs> so, and it's saying something because I did go to the best taco joint in the southeast for dinner, so I shouldn't be hungry. But, uh, well, it's tacos, you know, that's sort of like uh, sliders slide in, slide out. <laughs> oh, no, this is these are tacos that put meat on your bones, <laughs> but uh, a little bit too much meat on my bones. All right, so, uh, round one, how'd you do there, uh, Bill? Union against fish, yeah. The fish lineup, uh, opponent was Josh, yeah who drove out from Bowling Green, brand new community out there with 14 players in their, in their unofficial league. Um, Got to give him a, a big shout out. Good, so good. really good game, 12 to four to me. Good. good. Uh, missed got two goals at the end of the game. The, uh, Josh looked and went, I, I, just, I just didn't know what missed did. <laughs> I went, Ugh. Then we looked at the cards he threw away and he actually threw away, who are you? for the guild plots. Oh, 
And I was like, dude, if mist is on the table, don't ever throw that away. Yeah, learning experience. <laughs> you so. know. Um, his lineup was uh, Shark, The Rat, Jack, Kraken, Siren, and uh, Grayscales, the old man. All right. So I was a little, uh, you know, I, I have Maurice in my area, so I was a little surprised. It was a different lineup. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. I rolled out with Blackheart and his uh, and his bank, you know, Blackheart and Coin, uh, Rage, of course, uh, Minx, Mist, and Decimate, okay. and um, proceeded to deliver an unholy beatdown <laughs> to Siren and the Rat, and uh, poked a little bit here and there, and Mist basically ran down the field and scored two goals. And Mist was actually in, like in true form. He's not mad at me anymore. He actually made. He actually made his roles. Made his roles. Good, good to hear. You know, I. Uh, I think the the nasty was, the you know he Josh was building up momentum all the way through, and uh, then I lined up a decimate charge and a rage charge, and at the end of that I had gone from one momentum on the table to eight. <laughs> yeah, that's a turnaround. That's so, a turnaround. Good, good. So, so yeah, good game overall. This is a really good turnout here today. Have you chatted about that yet? Not yet. No, no, no. So, uh, what do we got? We have twenty six people playing. Yeah, twenty six playing, and uh, and then one guy sitting around on his ass. Well, no, recording a show. One guy recording a show. Exactly. And uh, all the tables are full and active and. We are, uh, we now, what do you think about the Mats by Mars? I think this is the most Mats by Mars I've seen out in a, a gaming store, at least around us. Yeah. We've had the, uh, you know, the Pundit Kid has gone around a couple of times, and the, yes. we have a lot of the Guild Ball mats. Um, I'm really happy to see the Mats by Mars. Yeah, no, I, I, like looking at, I like looking down the row of tables and seeing the different, the different surfaces. So it's, yeah. nice to have, it's nice to have five or six different mats. At the event, it really it breaks up the uh, it breaks up the tables. It gives them a. It might help you remember your matches a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually think um, I haven't looked at the table up front, so I might be wrong. Missed one up there, but yeah. I don't think we had to use any of the the demo guild ball mats. Oh right, the proving, the proving ground mats, right. which is also kind of nice for a tournament because mm-hmm. you don't have people forgetting and playing in a two by two field. <laughs> No, no, you don't want to forget that. <laughs> so. Yeah, so uh, we've got that. We've got some nice, uh, we've got some nice terrain from Broken Egg. Yep. That, that's being used. That's uh, really nice printed neoprene stuff that uh, I'm going to have to get some for myself when it comes out. So we uh, we didn't play with the forest on my board. Right, right. We started laughing because they have these little uh, blocks of bricks, yeah. the uh, blocks of bricks. So we lay them out on the field. We start playing, and both of us sort of stopped and looked at it at one point and went, oh, wait, that's an obstruction. That's not rough ground. <laughs> oh, well, that just changes our setup. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, little bit. so we started hovering around the, uh, you know, the fake chimneys. <laughs> Very good. The, uh, all right, so uh, what do you think? And for uh, for second round, you think you're gonna uh, keep uh, keep on your winning streak? I think so. We'll we'll see we'll see who I line up against. Um, right. 
there is uh, look there's some there's some names in the American scene who are here right Indeed. we we Indeed. have we have Michael Midas yeah who is not playing his alchemist which kind of shocked me right right um we we yeah, have Steve uh, Jones. Yeah, we and Dan Donaldson and from Dan. TKO, both of which are excellent players. Right, we have a Brad Brad Moreland, who's played in several Some tournaments. Some of your Virginian has, uh, guys are very good. Come out from the Mountaineers group, and I we're mean, looking forward to finding out who the the good local players are too. So. Right, right, because Tate refuses to play because he says, you know, he's just crush everybody. So. <laughs> Yes, no, no, he's doing he's he's too busy doing an excellent job of running the event. So. <laughs> I was now what did you think about the uh the fact that we had such a prevalence of alchemists and morticians and then it looks like a couple people have swapped out. Well, I mean that that's a tactical decision, right? You know, maybe you don't want to play a lot of mirror matches, so you uh yeah, you take another path. I mean, it's Look, I was considering, I mean, we talked about this in the last recording. I was considering switching over to my new Mortician's lineup, even though it's heavily Union, and uh, chose not to simply because a third of the field was either Morticians or, right. I, at the time I looked at the list, a third of the field was either Morticians or Alchemists. And uh, not so much the Alchemists, but was at the time seven out of seven out of 30 Morticians on the field. Right. It was like, ouch. Well, I guess I guess the the takeaway there is to to bring bring more than one team with you. <laughs> yeah, so you can swap up. So you can swap at the last minute. Very good. All right. Well, good luck in in round two, and we'll check in with you then. Yeah. Good luck with the recording. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do my push, job for me. See if I push the right button this time. <laughs> All right. So uh, so Bill, we are here at the end of round three. And how are you doing? I'm doing okay. You're doing, I'm doing okay. okay. I'm, skating, I'm skating by. Skating by. Skating by. Skating by. I, uh, I I went up against the terrifying Steve Jones. Yeah, the terrifying Steve Jones. Um, was wetting my pants going into the game because they are, you know, the TKO guys. Yeah. Just I, the quality exudes off of Steve. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's why you should get him on. <laughs> If only we could find Steve Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good game. Um, so I'm sitting on three and zero. Yeah. Uh, going into face, looking like yet another Tampa guy uh, on the next round. So that just shows that the Tampa guys came up and started dominating the uh, top of the tournament. Well, that's why I don't play them. Yeah. They're too good. So they, they just make me feel bad about myself. Got to the end of the game. I looked at Steve as as I'm like. Whew, breathing and whew, get out of the game I, I drag out the win and i said you know i should tell you you were the one i was worried about playing all day and steve goes oh but why <laughs> i said well you're steve steve jones and i listen to the podcast i'm a fan and and then tko you know you should go the kickoff you should yeah. go listen to it and then i said you know and you 12 owed your first opponent and steve very humbly went my first two <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I knew I was in good company. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where the next couple of games go. Um, right, I'm just trying to hold my own, go into each game yeah. fresh. You, I'm, uh, I'm trying to channel my inner Brit. And, okay, uh, good, good. So, uh, you pleased with the, uh, the level of competition? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a great tournament. I am very glad to have driven out here. Uh, I'm glad... 
the group that came out today did. I yeah. mean, across the board, I've had three great games so far. Good. And uh, really looking at, you know, rolling into that fourth game and, and seeing where it goes. Yeah, good, good. Well, we are going to check in with you in a couple more rounds. Yeah. And see where you ended up. Absolutely. It was beautiful. So, Steve, Bill beat you, man. Yeah. Why did you let that happen? You know, I got to listen to now. I've got to listen to Bill talk about how he beat you. He, he did not pay me for that win. He earned that one on his own. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, overall, it was a it was a fantastic game. Normally, people would complain about losing three rounds into the tournament currently. Yeah, but it was a fantastic game. Going That's eight points matters. to me, twelve points to Bill. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was a sweating ending <laughs> to the game. A final score, and that's all it yeah. all it took to finish the game out. Oh no! It looked it, it looked like it was uh, a real nail biter at the end, and you know those are good games. Absolutely. So yeah, so good. Uh, glad you came out this uh, this far. Oh, uh, the, aside from the tournament itself, the trip has been fantastic so far. Lots of good memories. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Cool. And we've been uh, what three game stores in four days and four states. Has been it, something. Yeah. Oh, got to meet a lot of new players every day so far since yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. So. No, this has been this has been a good trip. I uh, I think I'm lucky to have survived this long. Yeah, barely any sleep. <laughs> barely any sleep. Lots of lots of uh, lots of food and booze and booze. Yeah. So yeah, we are uh, we're hanging in, and uh, you've got a couple more rounds to play. I just I, have to talk to people. You do have to talk to people. I think you have it a little bit easier than I do, especially going into this. <laughs> I got to redeem myself after that. Well, people wonder why I don't play tournaments because we have tryhards like Bill. Yeah, yeah, it's Bill's try. Really <laughs> All I, right, Steve. We'll I see can't you give later. him too much though credit. I can't give him too much flack for that though because I am as well. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, guy. We'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you. All right, so uh, I'm here with Rich Loxham, who has just wrapped up a, a long day of games. Very long day. How you doing? Good. Like It's been a really nice experience playing the game, like just sitting there, forgetting about testing, forgetting about you know rules and everything like that, and just actually playing Guild Ball. Yeah. So it's been really fun. Oh, I can imagine. You don't get many opportunities to do it. <laughs> no. Nah, I mean, you know, on the, you know, the club nights, I got to play it, and... Um, in well, vengeance is the next time um, properly. So it's really nice to actually play a tournament and play casually. Yeah. And without workload at the moment, it's it's not been a, a privilege. So, so it's a cool thing to do. You want to play more tournaments? I guess <sighs> this is the problem. Like so, <laughs> having just you know having played five today, I'm like I'm straight away. I'm I'm refining the list. I'm looking at what I want to put in. <laughs> I pretty much got my eight sorted. I reckon I've cracked the engineers. And I want to just smash tournaments now. And, yeah. and then it kind of dawns on me that I actually need to keep creating this game and working with Matt. And when you actually factor that in, uh, my tournament time has passed. But it, uh, the, the fire is still there. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, that just that just says that uh, you know how to make a tournament game, right? Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, uh, the things I learn, you know, anytime I play this game, helps me when I'm designing new characters. Um, you know, when I'm working... With translating Matt's ideas and his fluff and philosophies, and being able to translate that into a working format, and then when mm -hmm, we, when we mm -hmm. come together, it's like it helps a lot. And then, you know, I think there's been some examples of like Sakana, for instance. Like, I think he's a fantastic tournament model, and when you initially look at him, it's not obvious what he is and what he does. Right. However, in a tournament setting, he's such a utility piece. So. Right, right. No, that's great. That's great. So, uh, 
How have you enjoyed your your trip so far? We're uh, it's, a few days in. It's been like incredible. Like yeah. we the hospitality down here, up here, down here. Where are we up? Up north. Depends south. on where you are. Okay. Well, we've been north-ish and south. <laughs> I don't know where we yeah. are right now. Got <laughs> <laughs> in the middle at the moment. In the middle, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, it's been the hospitality has been fantastic. You know, it's um, yeah. just been absolutely incredible. Uh, the reception, like we we have been treated like kings, and right. we you know we do not deserve that. We've made a cool game, but it's it's you know it's so amazing to to come down here and be humbled by uh, well, we people appreciate what you've done for clearly, and it's you know it's nice, and we'll we'll keep doing that. Yeah. Like it's one of our mission statements to keep doing that and keep interacting with the community. So it's yeah, been it's been working. No, yeah, and we had we had nice turnouts at uh, we had a nice turnout at Armada. We had a yep. good turnout at, uh, at Gigabyte, Gigabyte and yep. here at uh, Rusty Scabbard in yep. Kentucky. It's been a great like just meeting fans and seeing the you know the, the early adopters right. to the, the game and stuff. Absolutely. It's it's wicked because you know it is about to explode in America. So this is the you know the baby steps before the, the yeah. massive tide that's going to sweep over the nation. So yeah, well, it just means you've got excuses to come back more. Absolutely. Well, coming back in a few weeks for a death count. So. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, groovy. So uh, we will uh, look forward to having you back. Cool. And we uh, are glad you came. No worries. Just fine. Right. Thanks, man. All right. So, uh, so Jason, how did you? Uh, how do you feel about your event? It it was a big event. It, it ended up being the largest event that we've held in America at twenty six players. So we we beat beat out the um, St. Louis Open by two, I believe, in the grand scheme of it. Yeah. Overall, it went very very smooth. It was. Good to see a lot of familiar faces that I knew, and some some of your boys from Tampa who are outstanding, outstanding folk. Yeah, yeah, they're good guys and good players too. I think they uh, they they acquitted themselves well on the weekend and uh, caught a few people off guard along the way. They did. It was good to have. I guess one of your Tampa guys got second. One of my guys played on the final table and got third. Mm-hmm. And then, of course. Um, Somehow, mir- miraculously, Bill won the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're trying not to let it go to his head, but it may be too late. Now, my one comment, as soon as he, as soon as he won, I went, we're going to have to listen to this for like six weeks. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, <laughs> y- you win, you get the gloat, right? Just a little bit, just, just a little bit. And a gutterless win. Well, we're trying to downplay that fact. But, but the good thing is, um, I believe he's going to get a new nickname. <laughs> okay, Called good. Gutter. Call him the Gutter. Call him the Gutter. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, so how did the? How do you feel like everybody walked away from the tournament? You feel like everybody was smiles on the way out. Um, overall, I think everybody was smiles on the way out. Now, I did get a bunch of prize support from a lot of different places. Potbelly Gaming sent me some stuff. Um, Steamforge sent stuff. And being at the St. Louis Open where they, the Steamforge guys were there and they were giving away a lot of prizes, I started to give away a lot of prizes. And then yeah. when it came down to the finals and the giving out the three champion or the I guess the three the three winners, first, second, and third. I may or may not have been out of prizes. <laughs> you needed to pace yourself. I, I should have paced myself a little bit better and planned it out a little bit better, but sometimes you just get caught up in just, hey, hey, everybody, here, have a patch. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I made it right with the, with the three of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, Bill ended up getting a painted veteran um, rage, so now we get to see that on the board a lot. And Steve was able to get an um, um, adversity and greed. All right. All right. And then Tony, we'll make up Tony's. He's a local, so I can always figure him out. <laughs> you can always just take him for some barbecue. We'll take him for some barbecue and some bourbon. There you go. There you go. Well, good. So, uh, so what did you think about the size of the event? Was it uh, was it hard to get five rounds in one day? Do you you know would you would you want to break it up into two days next year? Uh, at at thirty two, probably not two days. I I think that's a that's one that you can do for the day. Um, starting at nine a.m. helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. I know it was early for a lot of people, but we we rolled dice at nine thirty. And we were done by, I believe, at 8.45 that night. And we did have a one-hour lunch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which in coming from a different systems background, we normally don't get a lunch. We just we start about that early, and we play straight through. So you try to finish your games fast. If, mm-hmm. if you're winning, you, you don't need to eat. It's time to <laughs> your stomach. If you're winning, you don't need to eat. You don't eat. People will bring you food. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what, uh, how did you feel about the, 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 the fact that there were people of such, such diverse, uh, sort of skill levels at the, at the event? Do you think that there were some, some matchups that, that didn't quite go well, or do you think they, they, after the first round, they were sort of falling into the right, into the right slots? I think probably after the second round, things started to fall into place. Mm-hmm. That that first round, I had a guy that showed up that wanted to play in the tournament that had never picked up a Guild Ball model in his life. <laughs> now, he was a war gamer, and so he's played, he's played War Machine and 40K and just a lot of the others. So he knew a lot of what the rules were, but the his first round opponent was gracious enough to walk him through the game. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a – it would have been a buy for that opponent anyway. So they, they got their 12-0 victory pretty handily. Right, right. But having a system where people are just showing up saying, I've heard about this. I hear it's awesome. I just want to play in a tournament. I don't care if I lose every round. I want to see how this game works. Goes to show a lot of what this game is becoming. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean people, people are – I think it's hard to be unaware of Guild Ball at this point, and mm-hmm. so it's it, it it's a game that does have a does have a good word of mouth, and it does have a lot of curiosity around it. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's a bit daring to to try, <laughs> to try to walk into a tournament without having played it before. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, hey, good for him for for wanting to be there. And almost every—I mean, almost every tournament that you're going to be in, if, if you don't drop certain people, <coughs> James, um, <laughs> and concede games, um, there will somebody's going to win every one of their games. Mm-hmm. But only one person in that tournament will lose every one of their games. Mm-hmm. So as long as you stay in, you're going to get the experience that you need. And it's still a very young tournament game here in the states. Mm-hmm. There's very been very—I mean, if, if 26 is the biggest tournament that we've had. And they're getting ready to throw down a 128. We've got a little bit to grow on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we won't be long. No, we should be. We should be good. We should be fine. You know, I think that uh, I think we're going to be seeing some 32s in the very near future, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that'll be our foundation 
for anything that isn't just a local event in the in the very near future and then when we have our when we have our big conventions you know we'll be looking at we'll be looking at the some some good size events in the near future too i think that uh you know i i think those those 128s over in the uk may be uh may not become a a norm i think that that that's sort of uh you know, a uh, an event at this point, and maybe maybe that those won't be the standard, but hopefully we can we can balance it out and, and be looking at sixty fours on a regular basis on both sides. Well, and I see us moving into a almost like how we did in War Machine with a master style event, where you have three or four events, and the top four get to play in the event on the final day that it will be a sixteen man. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, as you if you place in the top four in one event, it it cashes in your ticket to play in other events. Yeah, I mean, so that, it may that's not a, be one about four as well. Sure, yeah, but it'd be every day for eight people are qualifying on Friday, eight people are qualifying on Saturday. Have a minor tournament on Sunday with the major on Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be something. That'll be something to definitely look at and to. Uh... To consider, you know, we right now we do have, right now we do have a pretty rigid uh, format based on the uh, the OPD. But I think that as we move forward and we start needing more options, I think more options or will start to be given to us. And I think we're on the cusp of that already, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially with the the way the designers are working, what what they're doing over in Europe and what, what they're the big splash getting ready to make here. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, my friend. So, uh, well, thank you for running a, a great event and for, uh, letting us sleep on your floor oh. and for, uh, taking us out for corn dogs. <laughs> that was probably the event in the event was the, the times after the, before the event and after the event at the house. Yeah. So that, that probably needs to become a tradition. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, uh, I will uh I will look forward to uh to making it one. Sounds wonderful. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Jason. We'll talk to you later. All right, thank you. Yep. I think we do have uh you know, I didn't call for Twitter questions today because I had I had life that was kind of getting in the way, but because I think people are well trained at this point, uh, people have been sending us questions over the last couple of days. So awesome. I actually have two, like completely natural, out of the blue Twitter questions that we can do. I think we should do those before we before we call it a night. So uh, Rob Berman asked us today: Do you think that Steamforge should make uh, non-captain versions of the captain models? Now that we have the the alternate captain, so the the thought there being that you could run a team with a Corsair, but still use your shark model by having a sort of a player caliber version huh. of the other player. And you know, this is an interesting question because my first thought, like when I first read the question, was I thought, oh, that's really cool. You could get more use out of the model. But then my my sort of considered response was. Do we want to see a not captain level version of a captain, right? Like these are our heroes, right? 
do we want to see them brought down to the level of mere mortals? You know, it kind of, the more so. I thought about it, the less I liked the idea. Like, like I said, at first I thought it was a great idea. I liked the idea of getting more use out of my miniatures. I liked the idea of having more options. But do we really want a shark who's, you know, maybe not better than Sakana? You know, I mean, it, it just maybe it wouldn't feel right. So I, I got to go with no. Um, I think the the promotion of rage is. Uh, I I'm hoping that that we don't see a lot of that, right? I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm I honestly I'm not looking forward to a lot of players being promoted to captain, mm -hmm. and and likewise I don't want to see my captains go back i, mm -hmm. I like the mm -hmm. captains the way they are give me a one-off here and there yeah maybe like maybe like one who's part of a story line like, yeah like write a story where you know ballista you know uh drinks too much and, and falls back in the ranks or something but well shark shark makes the most sense because in the fluff it sort of hinted at the fact that shark was only filling in yeah while corsair was getting stitches put on his peg yeah but he's so good but, <laughs> but he really they were is, nailing yeah. his peg leg back together yeah so so i mean you know but i don't want to see that i i'm yeah. i like the captains as captains i like having multiple choices yeah. Um, we don't need to have Midas on every team. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so maybe that's, maybe that's the answer. Maybe the answer is let's do it once for a good story, but cut it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we want our heroes to be heroes. And if one of them has an interesting story to tell, he can still be a hero, but not too much of that. All right, very good. So then our, our other question came from uh, Lon Sims, who th stole it, admittedly, from uh, your buddy Jan, who asked us how to deal with that guy. Oof. Oof. I got to be honest with you. That guy is the reason I have avoided store gaming for 20 years. You know, like, there's always that guy. I hate to say this. That is an entire episode, if not multiple episodes. <laughs> I, and I say that because I have covered that discussion on another podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not a simple discussion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, I, and and I actually saw the thread that, that Mr. Symes is, is referencing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately... There is no simple answer to right. dealing with that guy because that guy's always going to be that guy. Even if you, and even when he gets reformed, he's still going to be a reformed version of that guy, mm -hmm. and that may not be much better. Right, and I mean, I you know, obviously my answer was in what I just said. I've not been an active store gamer for almost twenty years because of that guy. Right, like that guy was yeah. always around. Like. When I was in college and one of my best buddies ran a game store and, you know, we, we just always hung out there, there were always those guys. There was like, there was the guy who ruined our D&D &D game. There was the guy who ruined the, who ruined the, uh, the, the magic players. There was the guy who, the guy who screwed up the, the Necromunda campaign. You know, it wasn't always the same, that guy, but there was always that guy. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the, the cheating and the whining and the min maxing and the, 
the the gloating and the you know I actually I did a this goes back into like the weird archive of history and if you Google enough you can find this but I did a, a web comic as part of my Blood Bowl blog back in the day because if <laughs> podcasting had been a thing in 1999 I would have been doing a Blood Bowl podcast and probably still doing it but uh, instead I did a blog and web comic and. That guy was the subject of many of those comics, and uh, many of the many of the rather long blog posts that I made about reforming the the Blood Bowl campaign system were specifically targeted at that guy reducing the impact of that guy on your league play. You know, finding ways to to make it so that cheating didn't matter. Finding ways to make it so that uh, people dropping out didn't matter. Because all of this was based on real individuals who had real impacts on our experience at the time. And it's a hard, hard question. And ultimately, you know, it's... You almost want to say that every group needs a thug, right? Like every group <laughs> needs an enforcer. You know, every group needs somebody who, who you can go to and say, you know, hey, hey, Lenny, could you go tell Joe that to just not come here anymore? Right? Like, like if every group had that guy, and I've heard that there are groups that have that guy, right? Like. People have told me in the past stories, because when I start to talk about like these horrible people I used to play with at, at Time Travelers, the, um, you know, people have actually said, oh, well, you know, we never had that problem because we had Lenny. And it, when people got out of hand, Lenny would just lean on him and say, don't come back. And while on the one hand, that's really, really harsh, like... Like I would, I would have, I would be chewing tums for days if that happened in my, <laughs> in my game group, right? Because like that would just wreck me. In the long run, it's probably better for your game group. I don't know. Like it's a hard, so, but, it's a hard, but, it's a hard one, man. It's a hard. I gotta, one. I, I gotta warn against against that as well, though. Yeah. Because unfortunately, Lenny then becomes that guy. Well, he can become, or or you can just become that group, right? Like right. you can become, you can become, you can become the, the the insular elitist, yeah, uh, you know, uh, oligarch group in town that nobody likes and everybody avoids. So yeah, I mean, like even that scenario is probably fraught with risk. Like I don't yeah. know that there's an answer to this question. Other than uh, you know, better preschools. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know what the answer to this question is. Uh, you know, uh, it's hard, man. It's hard. And I, if you're dealing with it right now, like, I feel for you. I feel for you a lot because I've been there. I've been there. You know, I hope I've never been that guy. I mean, my social skills probably leave a lot to be desired, but I'd like to think I've never been that guy. But but to be fair, listen, so in, in true homage to your homeland, <laughs> And to everything Mr. Matt Hart likes to say about America, <laughs> the truth is, go the Texas way. Concealed carry. <laughs> no, no, the Texas way is open carry. 
That's one of the okay. reasons I left Sorry. Texas. It oh, was scary. It was really scary. <laughs> so, so there you go. If if all else fails, go the Texas way. Open carry. Uh, we do not advocate violence. However, the state of Texas might. Uh, don't mess with Texas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good old Texas. Yes, uh, I wish we had good advice for you, dude. I wish we had good advice for you. Uh, I can tell you, don't do what I did and like only play with five people in your dining room because there comes a point where those five people aren't going to be around anymore. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of has its own baggage that I'm working my way through right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Don't let that guy ruin your hobby, and I know that's hard to hard to harder to accomplish than anything. But yeah, you do know. what you can. Do yeah, you try can. to push through. Yeah, don't don't quit because of that guy. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you. So, all right, and on that bright, cheery note, <laughs> jeez, I think that we will. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe we'll insert some some sound effects here of you know like uh, dog whistles and monkeys, and then <laughs> would the sound effect of a dog whistle really make any sense? I'm not exactly sure what I was thinking there. Um, no, 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 it makes a lot of sense, just okay. not for us. Okay, good. Makes makes perfect sense for our dog listeners, sense, you know. Right. And, and I am working hard to, to improve our <laughs> our um, our iTunes rankings from the dogs <laughs> that uh, that that listen to our show. And that, folks, is dedication to that the is art. dedication to the art. Well, you know, it turns out dogs really like slow, soothing voices. Uh, uh, so I've heard, especially in Australia. <laughs> dogs and dingoes. Dogs, dingoes, and poisonous spiders. So, uh, yeah. So I think we are going to go ahead and call that a show. And uh, we will be back in uh, in two weeks with more uh, fun, frivolity, and... Uh, all the rest of the things that make us Gilball tonight. So, exactly. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by and having a chat, Bill. Always appreciate and it. Have a good night, Phil. I will do that. So, uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Knees up. Watch the knives. To join the conversation, comment on the show post at guildballtonight.com or email us at guildballtonight at gmail.com Phil can also be heard on the Game Punting Podcast Bill can also be heard on the Gamers Lounge Podcast Check them out on iTunes Also, feel free to give us five stars on iTunes Every little bit helps But when you do, don't write a review of the show No Instead, just tell everybody why you love Flint so much aren't my thing but I know a lot of you are into them so here's a few that are coming up soon the Chicago Open at Adepticon March 30th 2016 information on the Guild Ball forums the Southern Ontario Open in Hamilton Ontario on April 15th information on Facebook the inaugural Border Cup at Borderlands Comics, Greenville, South Carolina, April 23rd. 
information and tiebreak. The ND Open 8 in Montreal on May 7th. Information on the Guild Ball Forums. The second quarter Guild Ball Tournament at Brothers Grimm Games in Selden, New York on May 7th. Vengeance 2016, the 14th and 15th of May at Northwest Gaming Center. Information on tiebreak. Get over here on May 14th in LaVale, Maryland. Information on the forums. If you'd like your tournament or event mentioned in this list, drop us an email at guildballtonight at gmail.com. Include the name, location, date, and best place to get more information. And we'll put it in the show. And now for this week's edition of the Guild Ball Club Roundup. To get your club included in this list, send us an email at guildballtonight at gmail.com. Include the name, location, and best contact method, and we'll get you in the next show. You'll need to resubmit your club about every three episodes, so keep that in mind. Armada Games in Tampa, Florida. Find them at armadagames.com. South London Wargamers in London, UK. Find them at slwargamers.club. Chelmsford Bunker in Chelmsford, UK. Leeds Night Owls in Leeds, UK. Find those two on Google. 1066 Wargaming in Hastings, UK. Capital Guild Ball at Dream Wizards in Rockville, Maryland. 2Die6 Wargaming in Cambridge, UK. Warhammer Gaming Club in Sunderland, UK. Siege Tabletop in Beverly, UK. Sheffield and Rotterham Games Club in Sheffield, UK. Group North Wargaming Society in Adelaide, Australia. War and Peace Gaming Club in Sandiacre, UK. Outpost in Sheffield, UK. Dark Worlds Gaming Society in Fareham, UK. The Dice Saloon in Brighton, UK. Colorado Gilball Facebook Group in Denver, Colorado. Our House Games in Monroe, Michigan. And the Middlesbrough Gaming Club in Middlesbrough, UK. Find all of those on Facebook. The Bradford Gamers Society. Find them on Facebook. Asgard Games in my hometown, Houston, Texas. Find them at asgardgames.net. Chicagoland Guild Ball. Find them on Facebook. The Carolina Guild Ball Association in Charlotte and Raleigh, North Carolina. Information on Facebook. It is time once again for another installment of Ox's Poetry Corner. So, you want to push? Come here, I'll show you a push. Yeah, I thought as much. The inaugural, er, inaugural, 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 uh.